Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. So watch out for resentment. That's what I want to tell you today. It's a very simple message, but it could be so helpful to you. You have all the pieces. There's just one more piece of the puzzle that you need, and it is to learn the secret of not becoming resentful and thereby not becoming emotional and thereby enjoying the blessed state of mind. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Experience God's Forgiveness. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everybody, welcome. My name is Roland, and the program is called Shedding Shackles. I want to make you aware of the fact that life was meant to be lived at a higher plane than most people are now living it. It seems like the whole world, beginning when you were a little child, it seemed like everyone was determined to put you down, make you conform, get you to stop asking questions, to go along, to get along, to do what you were told, and it just kept up that way. Of course, eventually you probably reached the point where you were really, really good at going along to get along. Of course, you were probably secretly rebellious. But you see the problem. I want to go off on a tangent for just a moment because it is a good tangent. A lot of people wonder why so many kids get involved with drugs and get involved with alcohol and are attracted to uh, the wrong crowd and why a lot of kids, parents wonder why they, they um, rebel. And part of the reason is that they're trying to find some freedom. And the only way they know how to find freedom is to rebel. Now, that is a sad situation, but it's so true. And I want you to understand that if a person... See, let's talk about what, what is the right way to rebel. Well, we all know that, that in the past and today... There are people who were iconoclasts. They marched to a different drummer. Remember Henry David Thoreau, who wrote Walden Pond, talked about marching to a different drummer. And Ralph Waldo Emerson, the great American essayist, talked about, uh, about finding your own path. And so there have been people like that. Christ encouraged people to find a blessed way of living. And he said, you're not going to find it. The Sadducees and the Pharisees don't have it for you. You're not, you, you'll find it through me, he said. You have, to, you have to be outside of the system. You're not going to find it in the system because the system is bound and determined to put you down and keep you down and get you to stop asking questions stop rocking the boat, go along to get along, and like that. But he was able to 
find a way to follow his own path, not out of rebelling, but out of seeing the way to go. You have to do things because you see that they're wise or see that they're right, not because somebody told you so. So here I'm going to give you a little example. This is an example that I've often used. Let's say that you're a young person and you're living at home and your mother tells you to take out the garbage, but she says it in a mean, bossy way and attempts you to rebel. It attempts you to to not want to take the garbage out. Well, that's the wrong way of rebelling. Now, let's talk about the correct way of handling the situation. Your parent tells you to take the garbage out, but does so in a mean way. Then what you do is you take a mental step back and you check with your intuition, check with your heart, what you know in your heart, check with what you wordlessly know in your heart is right. Just check with that. If you can see that it's wise to take the garbage out or it's right to take the garbage out, then do so. Not because you were bossed around, but because you see that it's wise. You see that it's the right thing to do. And that way you are obeying your conscience. You're obeying what you know in your heart. You're obeying what comes to you intuitively, and you're not obeying the bossy order of somebody else. Do you get it? So here's another example. Two different people arrive at a stop sign. One person stops because he doesn't want to get a ticket. The other person stops because he sees that it's the wise thing to do. The result is the same. They both stopped. But one of them has stopped because he sees that it's wise and right to do so. Two people are driving down the road, and one person is not speeding only because he's afraid that uh, he might get a ticket. The other person drives at a safe speed because he sees or she sees that it's the right thing to do. It's the wise thing to do. So there's a world of difference between both of their behaviors. One is inwardly motivated and the other is simply conforming to appease or to please or for personal advantage or to not get in trouble. See what I mean? You can watch Roland's video lecture titled I Will Hear From Heaven. Go to SheddingShackles.com SheddingShackles.us or SheddingShackles.net and click on the icon Watch. But now, let's get back to our initial question. And I said, why do so many young people take drugs, drink alcohol, get involved with the wrong crowd, do wrong things? They're obviously rebelling. But why are they rebelling? Because they don't know how to creatively rebel. To creatively rebel is to be a free spirit, independent and flowing from within. And you remember Huckleberry Finn? He was a free spirit. And he marched to a different drummer like Henry David Thoreau. You see, if people rebel 
against their parents or against the bossy school teachers and the bossy coaches and the oppressive system, when they rebel against it, then all they're doing is rebelling, but they're not really expressing their... You see, they think they're being individual. So if the parents say, cut your hair short and, you know, wear your hair the way I tell you to, so then they go ahead and let their hair grow long and they color it purple to rebel. You see what I mean? And some people mindlessly conform. Other people mindlessly rebel. But neither is the truly human way of being, which is to do what you see is wise, what you see is right, and thereby... You are independent and flowing from within. And every word, every deed is done with understanding, with wisdom, with looking to the rightness of things. Do you understand? So how about if somebody tells you to do something that's not the right thing to do? They tell you to do something wrong. Then you just don't do it. You're not rebelling, but you just don't do it because you can see that it's wrong. You see what I mean? So you have to find a way to go through life and uh, to be ever alert to the rightness of things. And so you can discern what's right. And sometimes you don't know what's right. I often, I don't know what's right. So what do I do? I just wait until I do see what's right. I always check with my intuition. Now, let's talk about intuition for a moment. And when I say intuition, I'm also talking about conscience. Conscience. So, I could say check with your intuition. I could also say check with your conscience. But I like the word intuition because conscience has the, has a, the connotation of, of feeling bad. Well, why, if, why would we feel bad about... Uh, something. It's because we didn't do something right. We, see, the very fact that you get angry at your, if your mom tells you in a bossy way to take the garbage out, and you get angry at your mom. All right, so your conscience make you feel guilty, but why does it make you feel guilty? It's make you feel, feel guilty for being angry, for being resentful, for being upset. If someone says in a real bossy way to do something, you just check with your conscience or your intuition, and if it tells you that it's wise or it's the right thing to do, it's, it's right for someone to, you know, if your parent tells you to do something that's, that's uh, proper and useful, it's, it's the right thing to do, do it. So you just do it. Not because she bossed you around, but because you see that it's wise. See? So I think that's rather clear. Oh yes, conscience. Most of us live life totally wrong. We go along, we mindlessly conform, we say what we're told to say and repeat things that we're told to repeat. And we do what the group does and what the... See, if you rebel against what your teachers tell you to do, but then you do what the peer group tells you to do, you're still subject to the peer group. You're still rebelling against one and conforming to the other. You see what I mean? You haven't really found the, the way of living that Christ wants us to find, and that is to be a real person, a true person who is aware and watchful, and thoughtful, and does things with wisdom, and with patience, and not with anger. 
See, when you fall away from the state of awareness where you do things wisely, thoughtfully, reasonably, rationally, you see, because you see that it's right to do something and it's not right to do something else. When you fall away from that, then you fall into a state where all you can do is conform or rebel. And the energy to do your conforming and your rebelling is some kind of emotion, excitement or anger. So you have to find a way that you're not emotional, that you're not conforming or rebelling, that you're watching, you're checking with your intuition. Oh yes, so let's get back to intuition again. I can explain it very simply. Intuition, if you always followed your intuition, then you would never feel guilty. If you followed your intuition, then you would always have present sight and foresight. And you would move from one moment to the next, like the symphony orchestra moves from one note to the next, living your life one note at a time, with awareness, with wisdom, with grace. And you would have nothing to feel guilty about because you met each moment properly. You met each moment and you acted or spoke with awareness, with wisdom. And then there would be nothing to feel guilty about. But because you're living your life now angrily, resentfully, excitedly, conforming and rebelling, See, you feel guilty for that. See, the fact that you, you have to go along to get along and you have to bite your tongue and suppress what you say and be careful that you don't offend this person and that person and you have to please this person and careful not to displease that person. It leads to a lot of tension and it leads to guilt because you're not living your life properly. A duck floats on the water. Oh, it's so beautiful to see ducks on the water. And then they fly through the air. That's what they do. The bird twitters so beautifully. The hummingbird goes from flower to flower so beautifully. Well, the human being, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to live life moment to moment with awareness, with wisdom, observing, discerning, not judging, looking to the rightness of things, and wanting to do our Creator's will, and wondering about things, and looking to God for everything. This is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and began playing the piano at age five and a half. I was homeschooled and accompanied a homeschool children's choir when I was still a young age and am fortunate to have a career in music, performing as a pianist and teaching piano. I played all of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles. I firmly believe that music is good for the mind and can enhance your Christian walk as well. 
The listener call-in line is available 24-7. Call Roland now at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. When you wonder about something, inquire of your creator. But now you go to school, you accept, they tell you this, and they tell you that. You just have to mindlessly accept whatever they tell you. You have to mindlessly accept it. You have to give it back to them when they give you a test. And you living life that way is no way to live, so no wonder people want to rebel, but they don't know how to rebel. Now you know how to rebel, and it's not really rebellion. It's just marching to your own lodestar, which is your intuition. And if you always followed your intuition, it would always remain present side and foresight, and it wouldn't become hindsight. Now, when it becomes hindsight, that's not bad. It's good. It's still your intuition, and it's from your creator. God gives animals instinct. He gives humans intuition. It's still good, but You have to deal with it rightly. Look, if you are about to do something and you see that it's not wise, then what do you do? You don't do it. It's so simple. You see and then you don't do it. Now, if your intuition makes you aware that you did something that wasn't right, you were angry at your mom, you resented your wife, you secretly judged your husband and have a grudge against him. You were impatient with your kids. You were phony with someone. If your intuition makes you aware of that, then what is the right action then? Well, the right action is to see it and not try to excuse it, not try to rationalize it, not try to justify it, not try to brush it under the carpet, not to blame the other person, just See what your intuition is showing you. And then what? Then you feel a little bit of regret, a little sadness. Yes, a little pain for seeing you're wrong. Just see it. Don't try to do anything about it. And then you will also see that God forgives you. All he wants you to do is to just see that you made a little mistake, a little boo-boo, and now you move forward, and because you were willing to see it, and you didn't try to duck it, and you didn't try to defend your ego, defend your pride, then he will help you to change for the better. One day you notice that you're not resenting your wife anymore. One day you notice that you see that your husband is just a man and you don't hate him anymore. He's not really like the other men that you knew. Your husband is actually a decent guy, so you don't hate him anymore. And you see your your kids. You see the pressure that you've put them into the school system. You've put them into a pressure cooker, pressure, academic pressure, peer pressure, school pressure, drug pressure, conformity pressure, sports pressure, achievement pressure. You see that. And now you're not impatient with them anymore. And you see wise choices to make. 
And why all of these good things happening? Because you, you have seen, and God even helps you. He even helps you to right your ship, to turn things around. And so it's very, very beautiful. And it all begins in the magic moment when you see your own little mistake that you made and you're willing to admit it. And then now, see, what are you doing? You're conforming to God. You're conforming to your conscience. You're conforming to your intuition. You're conforming to the inner light. You're conforming to, to his will. You're conforming to his, his way. And his way is a beautiful way. And his way will help you to become a real person again. I want to welcome all of my new listeners. I have many new listeners all over the country. So we're on a lot of places, and I bring a very special message and one that will be perhaps very edifying and helpful to all of the wonderful people listening in who are Christians. And it's good for everyone, not just Christians, but for everyone. But I want to especially talk to Christians today because most Christians are very decent people. And it happens that the things that we have heard about Jesus and about God and that were written by the prophets and that were told to us by Paul and James and John in the New Testament are true. It's the most wonderful story that ever could possibly be, that what Jesus did and who he is, is totally true. And all people need to do is to find him, believe him, and find him. But there are some things that block us from finding him. And one of the things, and that's what I want to make you aware of, see, I come at it from a little different angle. I approach it from, from looking at it from a stress point of view. Those things that stress us, those pressures that are brought to bear upon us and to which we react, tend to pull us down from the state of mind where we can realize truth and appreciate it and be close to it and know that it is there and not doubt it. And this blessed state of mind is what we must find, but things interfere with it. And one of the things that interferes is emotion. Now, I said, look, you know that it's true that when you have a day where a lot of things are happening, they dump extra work on you. Your kids have got issues. Your partner has some kind of an issue. Maybe you're not feeling well. Things are happening. The car needs a repair. All sorts of things are happening. And you know how that tends to interfere with your Christian walk. 
It tends to make you so that you forget about God. You forget the sweet and beautiful things that you hear on Sunday morning. And you get pulled down. And when you get pulled down there, there's a tendency to become emotional. And then the emotions hold you there, and they keep you reactive. But the emotions also make you tense and nervous. And the emotions rise up and overwhelm your mind, and then you don't make good decisions. And then you easily become angry. The emotions make you sensitive, and pretty soon you're lashing out at someone like members of your family, for instance. And you don't feel right about that, so then what do you do? Then you get mad at yourself. There's another emotion. We call it resentment. You resent yourself. You blame yourself. You try harder to be nice, but you're pulled down. So what I want you to see is that the state of mind that you fall into interferes with faith, interferes with peace of mind, and interferes with experiencing God. So what I like to do on this program is to talk about mistakes that we make. We don't even realize it. Maybe nobody ever taught you mistakes that we make that make us vulnerable to external pressures that then pull us away from the kind of a state, blessed state in which we can realize and flow from the beautiful principles that we love to hear on Sunday morning. So in this program, I often talk about emotion. Because you know how emotion can alter the way you see things, can cause you to make mistakes, can make you upset, and can make you angry at yourself. When you become emotional, you know that you're not totally in control. And you know that other people can get to you, and they make you upset, and then you resent them for that. So the other thing we have to look at is the emotion of resentment. And I want you to see that you can control resentment. When a situation arises that is unpleasant or where you might previously have become angry at yourself or angry at someone else, you can take a mental step back and watch and let it pass. Don't indulge the emotion. Don't feel the anger. Don't feel the judgment of the other person. Let it pass, let it go, and then you are safely in the state of mind where you can experience God's joy and peace and forgiveness and, yes, His love. And when you experience His love, then you're able to be patient with others. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. 
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.